Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Sunil Anuruth um, onto the show um, today. Um, Dr. Sunil Anuruth is a maxifacial and oral surgeon practicing at Netcare Blauberg Hospital. We're going to be talking about tumors and cancer, cancerous tumors, um, but very specifically talking about this incredible, incredible surgery. Uh, doctor, welcome. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's wonderful, wonderful having you. Thank you very much for having me on, Nikki. Wow. And, uh, so, yes. And it's, uh, uh, thank you for giving us this platform to raise the awareness of these conditions and to perhaps also maybe get this awareness out so that funders can be a little bit more aware of the need for these kind of managements. Yeah, well, well, let's share the story that you have to tell. Well, let's start off at the beginning and let's look at um, how common um, is it for tumors or cancer to develop in the mouth or the jaw? How common is it, doctor? You know, in terms of uh, pediatric or ch- cancers in children, oral cancers in children, not that common. And uh, it's more often you have benign lesions that are locally destructive but creating just as much morbidity as it as a uh, cancer would. So in terms of the kids, there are different types of cancers, and there's what we call the sarcomas, which is connective tissues, and a rhabdosarcoma can involve the tongue. And then there's the bony cancers, and those are the osteosarcomas that just destroys extensive zones of the jaw bones. And then there's the benign conditions, that while it is not spreading throughout the body, it causes such immense local destruction that it causes huge morbidity in in children. And that was the case that we did where it is a benign lesion, but extensively destructive locally, resulting in the need for us to have to reset half the jaw in a two-year-old child. Incredible. I mean, when I read about it, it was just Absolutely phenomenal. But let's just for, for the audience, doctor, let's just look at, so not all tumors are cancerous. So you're saying they are benign tumors, but it's not to say that they are not dangerous because they're benign. So in this case, for example, with this young two year old, you had this, this tumor that was getting bigger and bigger and was causing a lot of damage to her jaw. Uh, indeed. In fact, it had eroded right through not only to involve the jaw, but also to the soft tissue around that area and extended down to the right side of her face, resulting in a large, locally invasive and locally aggressive mass. And and that was, the, the biopsy of that came out as a desmoplastic fibromatosis. But there are other equally destructive lesions like a entity called the amyloblastoma that results in huge destruction. And there is a thing called the odontogenic keratocyst. Now these are benign because they haven't spread right through the rest of the body, but the local destruction it causes creates immense morbidity and it can also cause mortality. You know, again, reading up about what you said, I think it's so important what you said about the face and that we as human beings are 
always reading one another, one another's facial expression, making eye contact, because that's really how we wired. We are trying to see what the external world is presenting us with, people in the world. Um, it's kind of that primitive fight or flight, the instinct to uh, ensure that we are safe. And so when we when we bring it back to a, a facial expression and an eye contact and the face, it's really important. And and I hadn't even considered that, you know, when I when I thought of um, reconstructive surgery, and so often you look at it really for aesthetics and people who go for that. But but really, doctor, I mean, what you're doing is is something that's so important. And and if a young two year old girl, her face, and ensuring that that um, you know you you conduct the surgery with this team, which we're going to talk about in, in a moment, this multidisciplinary team, that you're doing it more than you know. Yes, it's important. Of course, I mean it's it's causing tremendous damage, but the importance of of the face and and ensuring that you can reconstruct it in such a way that a person can live a, a, a normal life. You know, Nikki, about that many times, people assume that all the surgeries that's done to the face is mere aesthetic. Yeah. But it's not. When we operate a patient who has come in for facial surgery with a tumor, with a jaw position, with a mass, it is to re-establish form and function. That's the primary aspect. But with that, we have to consider that that person and that well-being is what they see every day, what you see every day when you go to the mirror. Your face, the way you reflect, the way you feel about yourself comes from that space. Put in a destructive element in it and it just changes the entire psyche of that person. Mm. Oh. So when you have um, a mother bringing in a, a young two-year-old who has this growing tumor and um, you realize that she has to be operated on, and this is, of course, I mean, after going to many doctors and having the scans and then the decision is to operate, how, what is the step that you have to take, Dr. Anarith? I mean, in terms of putting this multidisciplinary team together, such a, a small little face, such a small little jaw and obviously wanting to do it the best way possible. What were the steps you had to take? So I think the first important thing is to recognize this is not something I can do alone. Yeah. This is not something a person can do on their own. To get the best possible outcome for this child, you needed to have the team of experts who are, who know different aspects that you're going to need to make sure that you get this child back into some sort of form and function. And each one of us has different trainings and different zones of expertise. And if we all work individually, we're not going to get there. But if we put ourselves together in a collective and each one works towards the same ultimate goal of success for this child, then we'll get there. So the immediate thing was, this is not a one-man show. This is about getting a team together. This is about getting everybody on the same page and working together. We're going to talk about who was on the team in a moment. We're just going to stop for a break um, because just unbelievable just how, um, as you said, everyone coming together, you're talking about reconstructing a jaw. You're talking about finding bone that is hard enough um, to to be able to build up a, jo- a, a, a jaw 
Where do you get it from? How does that work? We'll go to that um, in a second. Just a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Well, welcome back to the show on 101.9 High FM, the DL Link Show. I have Dr. Sunil Aniruth on the show today. He is a maxifacial and oral surgeon practicing at Netcare Blauberg Hospital. We're talking about an incredible um, surgery, uh, a two-year-old by the name of Anneli who had this tumor in her jaw. And it's just a phenomenal story. And, and we're just delighted to have Dr. Aniruth on the show today just to share um, how it was that this incredible team came together, really a dream team, and were able to remove this tumor and, tumor and reconstruct um, Anneli's jaw. And just before the break, um, doctor, I said to you, you know, so many things you were talking about this multidisciplinary team. Um, you're dealing with a little girl, um, and her worried parents. And I know that you and, and Professor Sidler had to uh, assemble this, this expert team. You can just give us an idea of who was on the team and how you move forward with your plan to, to reconstruct, remove the tumor and then reconstruct the jaw. So Professor Siddler contacted me about the, the case and said, we have this child and we need to do the, this procedure and this operation and uh, would I be uh, willing to be involved with it? And uh, obviously it's a no-brainer, that's an absolute yes. And so we needed to do some planning and first of all we needed to see what the lesion is all about. And for that we needed to get specialist radiologists. Now, you don't have to do a CT scan on a two-year-old child. It's not the easiest. So <laughs> we had some really wonderful support from the radiologists at Morton and Partners, and they set somebody aside to help us with the interpretation and the analysis of the lesion, the extent. So we started with identifying the lesion in the jaw, the extent and for that we needed radiology. From radiology we needed to see if we had to reset this vision, what are we going to need to do and how are we going to plan it? And uh, I have uh, a group of uh, a support team with a group called Surgical Selective and a young lady, Stacy Duplessis, is fantastic in helping us in 3D planning. So she came on board we take those CT scans, we send it through to them, they analyze it, they mirror image the good side to the bad side and give me a uh, mandible and 3D printout without the lesion. And hmm. for that, so we can plan to put in a plate. But we can't just have a plate, then we need somebody to put in the, the bone that we have to get and for that, we had Professor Alex Zulka, who is fantastic with the harvest of the fibula, and then to bring a vascularized graft to put onto that plate in order to put that in. And then we needed to have the surgical team to reset the lesion. And remember, that's tiger territory in that space. There's blood vessels, there's nerves, there's the risk of fallout, there's the tissue destruction. So we have to have team would be able to dissect that out and to dissect it out entirely because if we left things behind there's a risk of the recurrence that we couldn't have either and so Daniel, Dr. Ibrahim Parker and myself 
with the reception aspect. But we also needed somebody who's going to be able to maintain our two-year-old child while we're doing this operation. And Kat Jackson was our neat assistant. She had to maintain that child, make sure all's well, to see that everything is going well in terms of the procedure. And also we need a pediatrician who's going to take care of uh, Anneli afterwards. And that was uh, Zakia Omarji who had first seen her. So she already knew what the lesion was and we needed her on our team for the maintenance throughout it. Because there was a lot of workup and a lot of planning before the surgery and a lot of care that was needed afterwards. Sure. And we cannot yeah. say thanks enough to our staff, our nursing team and our scrub sisters and our staff members. They were phenomenal because without them as a support staff and the theater teams, we can't perform that surgery without all of that backing. And I must admit, I think in that article, we didn't give uh, proper thanks to all the support team in terms of the nursing staff and the scrub sisters and the people that helped us around it as well. I think it's, as you say, it's so important to recognize in everyone, doctor. But I, I wanted to ask you, was all the, this team that you brought together, this multidisciplinary team, were you all operating within the same hospital or did you have to bring expertise from other hospitals? Well, actually, we all operated different hospitals, but we okay. all came together as one. So we're, we're each in different zones, but we found the time to get together set the time out so that we could all be together to do this procedure jointly. And, and it is a long operation. It's, uh, from start to finish, we looked at about uh, six to seven hours. Sure. Of oh. Operation time from reception to reconstruction. So you're removing it, as you say, you then the fibula, you're removing the bone, then you've got to take that bone, you've got to put it in, you've got to connect the blood, the nerves, the, I mean, it is so intricate with this young two-year-old, six, seven hours on your feet, just phenomenal, doctor. So how is Anneli and, and how does she look? Well, we, we followed up, I, we followed her up very closely. You know, uh, even during the COVID time, we managed to at least keep in touch with the parents and see how she's doing. So in the first year, we kept in touch very, very closely. And, uh, and we didn't lose contact. We still haven't lost contact. In fact, I saw her about a month ago and she came in to, uh, for a physical checkup to me and she was looking fantastic. Mm, wonderful. There's still more work to be done, obviously. She's a growing child. We want to see how she progresses. We might need to still do things in terms of the symmetry and the function and the development. And she'll also still need teeth, remember? Doc, are you still there? I'm here. Oh, there we go. You, you, she, what do you mean she'll still need teeth? We've taken out half her jaw. Oh, of course. Of we course. Need to, people forget that. It's just as right. important to have a functional jaw. And at two years old, I've taken out her jaw and put in a fibula. Sure. We need to reconstruct her at some stage, and we need to know how that is the next plan that still has to be thought out and done. And at two years old, she's now four. We need to find some kind of solution to have her functional. Otherwise, she's just functioning on the one side, and that creates its own problems. Mm. So there's still that consideration that needs to be done. 
Sure. And so hence, it's quite I tell you, a long road ahead still. It is, and and Nikki, this is a this is one of the problems we often have, not just with Anali, but in terms of reconstruction of patients, where we end up resecting the jaws. And then everybody thinks that that's as far as you need to go. Put in a bone piece and put in a piece of uh, metal and leave a person to function. They don't ever consider the rehabilitation of form and function that must happen afterwards. And often when we approach funders for it, they say, oh, no, that's dentistry and we don't cover it. And I think that's immoral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who do you, who do you, who, when you talk about funders, because I know you have to go doctor, but when you talk about funders, are you talking about medical aids? Are you talking about that the cover doesn't extend to that? Well, well often because in, in some instances, right, benign lesions do not, do not get the cover of what is known as prescribed minimum benefit. Yeah. Where prescribed minimum benefit must be covered by law so that you rehabilitate the patient to that extent. But because this is a benign lesion, there isn't that requirement in terms of legislation. So the funders, and yes, medical aids, they often hide behind that to leave our patients oral cripples. Sure, that's awful. So there you go. You go to all that trouble. And then, as you say, for to, to finish, to finish what you started, the funding isn't there. Um, and that's why you started off this interview saying that we need to bring attention to and highlight this with, you know, within, especially in this situation. So, so doctor, what is the step? I know you have to go, but I mean, what, what, what do people do? How do, how do things change? How do the funders or the medical aids recognize that the rehabilitation is a very necessary part of the treatment? So, so, you know, I belong to an organization, the South African Society of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons, and we're trying to approach these different funders and bringing to their attention that there is this need and they need to consider it a little bit more. Yeah. Because over the period of time, Nikki, the sad truth is somebody somewhere has decided that the mouth is not part of the body. Mm. And I read that line from some American MD once, and I thought, how true isn't it? Because there's always exclusions when it comes to oral rehabilitation. Yeah. Very. But you need to bring that back. It's just as important. We've done a resection on a patient. We've got them functional, but we might lose a patient because they can't eat and can't chew and can't function properly later. Sure. The rehabilitation has to be complete. Yeah, it does have to be complete. And, and I was and so unaware of this, doctor. Completely unaware. And too many of times we've done resections and then we need to get to the next stage to say, okay, now we need to rehabilitate with implants and crowns and a bridge or so. But funders think that you should live with a plastic denture. That's not right after resecting a jaw. That's mm -hmm. not right at any stage. And so we have that that battle, and I think sometimes, and I hope maybe there's some funder listening to this who says, you know, we should reconsider this because this needs to be addressed, not for one or two people, but for society. Yeah. Like we said at the beginning, I'm not putting that in, I'm not putting the teeth in afterwards to make you look pretty. I'm putting it back to reestablish your form and function. I'm not moving your jaw to make you look pretty. I'm moving it so that you can eat and chew and speak and function better. 
Yeah, sure. Dr. Anna, thank you so much. I think, I think it's such an important message. As I said, I, I certainly, we haven't covered this before and discussed this before and looking at rehabilitation, oral rehabilitation, the importance of that, getting the funders to acknowledge that. But I thank you. Thank you for coming onto the show, for sharing the story of this, this phenomenal surgery on young Anneli. But as you say, the frustration for you uh, with this team to feel like you haven't completed it because there's, there's such a long road for the rehabilitation and continuing to build and, and improve on, on what you've already started. So thank you, doctor. Thank you for joining us. And you never know who's listening. And uh, I hope that you are able to knock on some doors and some of the doors open and that changes, very, very necessary changes are made. But we thank you for bringing this to our attention. Thank you, Nikki. I'm happy to be available again to discuss that rehabilitation further because we forms for these people to see the need and come to the party with the funding. Thank you, Dr. Anarath. Well, my producer is listening, but we do appreciate your valuable time and we thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me.